with our other membership, I knew what they needed was community. All of a sudden they went from being out in the world to being isolated. And so we really came up with all these different ways that we could create community for them in different spots. So that's, that's a very strategic, like what we did to make, and it, it, it helps. Like when you take action like that, it just like, it calms your soul. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Welcome back to another episode of The Get Up Girl. I am here with my gal, Leslie Logan. Let me tell you all about Leslie. Leslie and I met, gosh, well, we've done so many lives together, but she and I <laughs> met at a mastermind in 2019, right before everything hit the fan, right? And we were there for about six months. And she and her husband created, you are just a Pilates mogul, and he's the... <laughs> the logical guy behind the computer, right? <laughs> and I just think that is such, such admiration to see the two of you work together, such a, a power couple, you know, and just so loving and understanding. So I really appreciate that. I love watching you two. Welcome to the show. How are you, Leslie? Oh, I'm, I'm so good. And that, that was such a fun time because my husband, you saw my husband was, had his own company when we started that program together. And by the end, he was with me full time. And uh, we had this awesome plan for an amazing 2020 working together full time. <laughs> yeah. So Leslie, what was Brad doing before? And then what was the, the change that he left and then came to work with you? Yeah. So my husband used to run um, startups and he was a general manager of a company that had 30 startups. And he also was a COO of a skincare one. So he has a lot of experience in production and um, overseeing um, companies. And then he left that to start his own business. Um, so he actually made these amazing teapots. <laughs> he had this amazing teapot business, but um, it was very seasonal business. And you know, uh, when he was working with his coach, he realized that everything that was on his goals and list of things he could do, he could actually do if he just started working with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, help your wife out and like, yeah, scale that business because you all scaled quickly. But yeah. then the pandemic hit and then you lost 60% of your revenue for 2020 that was going to be projected, right? Like mm -hmm. in one day. Girl, in I lost 100 in one day. Yeah, well... And, you know, the reason why I don't, I couldn't say it was a hundred is we had online businesses already. Yeah. Um, so it was really hard though. We were flying back from Cambodia on uh, March 14th there, 13th Cambodia. for everyone else. So, you know, where we were leading our last retreat, <laughs> the last one we've had. And um, I paid for the internet just so I could get the emails from every single contract I had that year going, we'd like our money back. We have to cancel that. We don't think we can do this. Can we postpone this? And I was just like, you know, 14 hours from Hong Kong to LA. <laughs> just like watching like all of the plans that you have. And as a business owner, you plan things. Like you can't just like fly by the seat. You have to know, okay, we have these things happening. So we have this time to market it. And uh, yeah, so overnight and, and, 
you know, I did worry about the memberships that we had because most of our members were Pilates instructors and like you overnight, they're closed down. So we, we definitely had, I had a lot of fear that was going to be a hundred percent, but in one night it was, it was 60%. And then, um, and then we had to really figure out what we're going to do next. What did you do? Like right after, was it Brad that kind of brought you together or was it you two? Like, what was that conversation like? You know, um, I'm an ideas machine and he is really the person who could help me take the idea and make it happen. You know? Yeah. 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 He's an implementer, he's an integrator for sure. Um, yeah. uh, something that I consider a superpower is besides being an ideas machine is when like ish hits the fan, I am like, what, what can I do right now? Like, what can I do? Because yeah. there is an element of, which is why we love each other so much. Yeah. There's an element of <laughs> you can get rid of the fear if you take action. Right. And so for me, like sitting in the, Oh my God, what else we're going to lose? I could not sit in that position. Mm -hmm. Um, that just doesn't work for me. And so what I actually focused on was what do people need? You know, we had members already and I was afraid of losing them. So what did they need in that moment? Right then that we could offer. And that was the first thing we did. And I highly recommend this. This is something you can do in a non pandemic You could do it right now. What do the people <laughs> that you serve need? And then where does that align with what do we have a unique skill and offering? And so we, you know, something because I already had online businesses and most people in my industry didn't. And I was already coaching teachers on their business. We went to those who are members already. We literally taught them an extra free workshop. Here's how you teach online. Here's the lighting you need. Here's the mics you need. Here's how you can do it without buying anything. Here's how you can do it if you want to buy something. Here's what you charge. FYI, it's the same. And like we went through all of these things to help our members out. And then we created an online workshop that we did live for several hundred people around the world teaching the exact same thing. So we basically just went to the teacher like, I've been doing this for years. Here's how I do it. Mm-hmm. Here's how you can do it. So you can keep going. And then with our other membership, I knew what they needed was community. All of a sudden they went from being out in the world to being isolated. And so we really came up with all these different ways that we could create community for them in different spots. So that's, that's a very strategic, like what we did to make, and it, it, it helps. Like when you take action like that, it just like, it calms your soul. You said you had that call with about a hundred people or, or plus around the world. Did you already have those people or did you have to go find them? So, uh, because I've been coaching fitness instructors for seven years, um, I already had a good list. I won't say it was a lot. Like when you hear people say I have a hundred thousand people on this, we had like 2000 and you know, our open rate was 10, 15%. So it wasn't good. Yeah. But, um, but you know, we already had about 50 members in our group. And so we poured into them for free. We gave it to them as an extra bonus. And then we sold and I made sure that workshop was affordable. Like I was like, nope, this is going to be an hour and a half. I want it to be affordable. I want them to not be able to say no. I want them to invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, I want to be an easy click. Like they need this. I don't want it to be anything. I wanted them to pay so that they showed up. So they'd ask questions um, because when you pay, you pay attention. And, um, but we did, you know, between our Instagram following and our list already serving those people. That's why it was very successful. But I think like a lot of people listening, like you have contacts, whether it's in your phone or on social media, you have people and you know, you know that they need something and you just have to figure out what they need and how it aligns with what you have skill sets in. Okay. What would you tell somebody right now that is an online or they've shifted 
online as I have. Right. And they're going, well, people are just not clicking or buying because this is what I'm coming up with, Leslie, at least in my experience. Coming from the brick and mortar to now online, it's a different muscle that I'm building. (laughs) I've been doing HIIT training. Now I'm doing Pilates, right? And it's a different, you know, set of muscles working. And I'm noticing that it's a different cell. It's a different person. It's a different, um, I'm coming up with that it's harder to sell it than it was in person. In person, I can sell it easier. What have you come up with that? Or have you noticed anything of that nature? Oh, you are 100. So this is what was so funny as I was getting off that plane with all this, like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Do we even have, do we even have the money in the bank to refund all these people? Cause a lot of people paid me the year before, right? Like (laughs) they paid me a while ago. (laughs) Um, You know, um, I had also all these text messages from so many people in the business world going, oh girl, you are going to blow up. Now is your time. Everyone's going online. Right. And you know, the coaches out there were saying, well, yeah, every client is going online and every teacher is going online. So that's why it's not a competition. Okay. It is, (laughs) it is because, you know, most people who had to go online for their fitness didn't like being online. So they, that's their life also changed dramatically at the same time that all of us who have a business change. Mm -hmm. And there are those early adopters, like my clients who switched on virtually with me immediately, they're still with me. But Mm -hmm. a lot of my people were like, Oh, just let us know when you're open. Right. And like they, cause they don't like virtual, they don't like online. And so um, it is a different sell. You have, you have a lot more competition because on the scroll, right? People are scrolling. They're being hit with every person out there. So here's my tips for you, because yeah. I think that that Field of Dreams movie is hogwash lie. <laughs> if you build it, they don't necessarily come. I'm so sorry. You're I hate girl. that. Let's get real. Yeah. Oh, when so onlinepoliceclasses.com turns three this year. Um, so, you know, it was a little, almost two years old when the pandemic started. Okay. And so I was already in it, right. We already had members. We did not even have a hundred members, <laughs> yeah. you know, like there's a lot of, you know, competition for people before the pandemic who liked online Yes. for what I had to offer. And so here's what we did. We stopped, uh, last year, we stopped trying to compete with anyone on price. So first of all, we know that we're more expensive than our competitors. Fine. What we focus on is our unique skill set, our unique things about our programs. And so I would say, instead of focusing on like, if you're a hit teacher or a dance teacher, this is dance cardio. No. What about your dance cardio? Are people going to get that's different? Maybe you use special music. So then I would use it in the title. Like this is Cardi B dance cardio class. You know what I mean? Like you want to really dial in. We, um, we highlight that we actually give you less for more money, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. um, but that, but what we, because of that, what we offer is a salt. We solve a person's problem. Most people with online, they just don't know what to pick. So we are like, we take a decision out for you. So we highlight that. The other thing is it's, um, it's a long game and it's not for everyone. So you might be on demand now. But maybe you're like, I can't wait for my studio to open up. Then I would put scarcity around that going, this isn't going to last forever. We're only doing this for this amount of time. And like really do that because even, even if you go back in person, there's some way that these people can refer you clients, could show up, things like that. So I would really highlight your differences. And then you have to talk about it way more than you think. Like, oh, you have to talk about it 
So okay. you got the algorithm because now that you're online and where people are inside, it's not like you can walk down the street going, hey, check out my my classes on this website. You can't do that, right? So you have to remember that it takes seven times for someone to even remember what you said. Seven times, right? Then it takes seven to 17 times for them to even click on the post. Mm -hmm. And that and was before the pandemic. Yeah, because Leslie, let's say you say, well, I posted seven times on this, but it doesn't mean that they saw it the seven mm -hmm. times. So you might mm -hmm. post 40 and then they saw the seven, then it goes mm -hmm. to the next 27 times for them to actually yeah. click or whatever you said. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. So this is helpful. I'm taking so many <laughs> in virtual notes in my head. What Leslie do you do different at online pilateclasses.com that you say, this is our difference? Yeah. So we actually, um, we take the decision away by only letting people have one class for a whole week. That's it. You get one That's class. Right. I remember you telling me that. Okay, so yeah. you pre-record yours, right? They're mm -hmm. not live. And Correct. then, so it has scarcity for them to then do the workout. Now, after mm -hmm. that, do they have to post or tag so that they can show that they did that workout? So there's a little bit of like competition or something like that? We do that when we do challenges. And I highly recommend doing challenges as a way to get people to experience um, your product. Because a lot of people, you know, you could give them a free class or a free two weeks. I, you know, we do offer those things. They're not actually as, um, people don't use them as much as when I do like a four week consistency challenge that I do make them pay for. It's a nominal fee. And then we put them in like a Facebook group and we actually really get them to experience community. We have them post so that they can win prizes and we make that happen. Um, and then at the end we're like, okay, we're taking this away from you. So again, scarcity, it's going to go away. Yeah. Um, but you can join this way. And so that way people get to experience your product, or your service mm -hmm. without committing. Cause that's the thing, like, you know, uh, a challenge has a set start and stop point, a program set start and stop point, a course, right. But a subscription, mm -hmm. a membership, like people don't trust themselves to, mm -hmm. to actually do it. That's people think if you're watching this and you're a business owner, you think it's about you. You think that that's personal, that they, they don't like you or what you're offering. No, no. It's all in here on them. And they're thinking, uh, will I remember to unsubscribe if I don't use this? Will I remember to use this? <laughs> you know, and so it's more like you've got to get them to trust that they'll use it and that they'll, they can trust you to stick with them. Um, we do a lot of legwork uh, with our community. We do have a Facebook group, which now it's 400 plus people where I go in there every single week. I like every post. I comment. They share that they're doing class. They are, they love each other. They're so amazing. They have this they are days of Pilates that they do, which is so funny, but that, so I'm in there with them. And so they actually feel like they have access to me. It's not just like, here's my program. Like remember in the days when you buy a DVD and that was it, like you bought the workout DVD and you were isolated. No, this is very, we, we very much do that. And so I think if you like for you, Joanna, or for anyone who's like, I've been doing this for a year and it's just not paying the bills like my studio did. Well, mm -hmm. remember when you opened your studio? <laughs> Yeah. How long did it take yeah. to fill those classes consistently? All the yeah. things that you had to do. And so um, always like write down like what makes you super, super unique. And then remember those social media posts, if you're lucky, 1% of your followers see it. If you're lucky, you know? And so you got to figure out new ways to talk about it and also ways to empower the people who love you to talk about it. And your clients are not salespeople. That's not what they are. So how can you make it easy for them to, to talk about you or invite people to your thing?
This is so good. Was the this a lot of Brad, your husband's ideas, or is this something that you were already doing before? So um, pre-pandemic, we already had the membership going just two years in. We already had the Facebook group going. The challenges I added during the pandemic as a way to create more community and to build and to also get more people's attention. Um, he is my like he tells me what's possible with the tech that we have. <laughs> okay. Here's this idea I have. And then he tells you what yeah, you yeah. or he'll tell me like, that's really great. Uh, it's going to take this much manpower and it's going to take us away from these things. Do you yeah, still want to yeah. do it? It's like, mm. <laughs> how do you get your members now? Do you do social media ads? Do you we, uh, we are at the point where we are doing ads. I will say, you know, in 2019, I think we lost $20,000 in ads. So we took a good break off of doing ads. And when I was you say like, lost, it wasn't an investment. You didn't get your return. Yeah, we we did not get any. Re- like we're talking, I don't like when you hire people to do ads, just know that they're setting them up and you can set up your own ads. You can. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have someone on your team set it up. Uh, what I was hoping that they would do is actually like word the ads so that they would convert. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not what they do. And so, you know, we took a, over a year off of doing ads and just um, last, um, just this, earlier this year, have we really been diving back into ads um, as a way to get, um, they're more awareness ads. So we're not doing conversion ads. We're doing uh, awareness ads. So lead magnets, free things that are out there, um, blogs people can read. And so those are also cheaper ads, by the way, those conversions ads are very expensive and they're really hard to get because again, seven to 17. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. It's not likely that they're going to click on and just buy right away. Yeah. No, but also you're right, Joanna. But like, think about how you interact with ads on Instagram or Facebook, right? How uh, how many times did you see like I have dogs? So paw.com they have that seventy percent off like ad that you see all the time. I have clicked on that ad for sure. I actually went all the way to the cart. <laughs> four times and didn't buy. So I have cost them who knows how many dollars. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then I finally bought it when it was an 80% off sale. So like, like, and you know what I mean? So you have to think like you are the same as your client. We we're, we're all, all of our behaviors are the same. So how do you interact with ads? What makes you click on them? Uh, your, your future clients are going to be the exact same way They're because they're attracted Mm -hmm. to you like attracts like. So what I'm getting from this, at least for me, what used to work in the brick and mortar is not working online for the conversion. It's, it's a different person. Yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely some energy, like you can draw upon it, like inspiration. So maybe when you first opened your studio, you had these big community events where you brought people in and you had parties and you gave people two weeks free and things like all of that. You have to go, okay, if I were to do that online, what would it look like? So the two weeks free now requires more emails, more touch points, because they didn't get to meet you in person. They didn't get to meet look you in the eyes. They didn't get to like handshake. They didn't get to actually feel the energy of the other people in there. So you have to amp that up and you have to get them to experience that in some way. Uh, so you can be inspired by what worked. But the other thing is, is that there are people out there who cannot wait. They cannot wait for things to open up. They are, they are finding out who's opening things up. They are ready to go. I have a client who does take virtually with me and she still will, but mm-hmm. she's already at outdoor berry camp. She's already there. <laughs> yeah. I drove by yesterday, LA fitness and there was a line. So when one person came out, the next one came in and they were just waiting. Yeah. Just, just waiting. waiting. 
So I think like, you know, what might be really good for people right now to consider is like, how much do you want to keep of what you've created during the pandemic? Um, I think you totally can. We have no intentions of going back in person, um, except for, for retreats and workshops. Um, But that's what works for me, you know? Um, But I have teachers who are, who have created an online uh, studio just until they can reopen. Mm. And then they're literally people like, are you going to keep them? And they're like, no, we're not keeping them. So it's okay to be a hybrid. It's okay to be either or Um, you have to decide, but I've, you know, if you are doing a membership and you are feeling like this is really hard and you're alone, you're not alone. It is hard. Mm -hmm. And the average subscription membership, I hear the survival of it is 14 months. Oh, I thought I heard six months. Okay. That's a little more promising. Yeah. Yeah. Six okay. months to me sounds, <laughs> mine might've been like data from pre pandemic, but six months I would, yeah, because people think that, oh, people love me. I have all these followers here it is. And it's only $20. But what people don't realize Joanna, is when they price it, they're not thinking how many members do I need to make this fruitful? They're mm-hmm. thinking they start with the price first. No, you got to think like, do you have 20 people who always buy from you? Okay, so how much money can, would you, if you only had those 20 people, if no strangers bought from you, how much would those 20 people buy it for? And is that enough money for you to consider profitable and consider keeping going? Because that's who's gonna buy from you first. Like you're not gonna get the stranger down the street. <laughs> yeah. Leslie, this is so great because I've been talking to so many clients and opening up myself and saying, yeah, this is tough. Just because you see somebody and doing all these reels on Instagram and myself or other people, they think that they're literally bringing in like gobs of money from being online. And then yeah. the other girls go, oh my God, thank you because I'm not alone. I'm like, yes, we're, this is tough. It's different. It's tough. Yeah. Well, and you're also doing it. You're competing with the people who have the money you're competing with the Pelotons and the soul cycles and the equinoxes and all these people who had hundreds of thousands of people on their list already who were already starting those touch points prior to the changes right so if you you know every single person who is in fitness or is in service prior to the pandemic whatever you had to start with that is where i've feel like, and where I told people I was coaching, go all in with them first. Do not worry about trying to get strangers. Go all okay. in with people who already trust you right now. And okay. if you are watching this now and you're like, oh, I missed out. No, no. Dive in to the people who know, like, and trust you right now. What do they need? How can you offer that? Get them because they will tell their friends. They will say something. They won't, they probably won't go, you should sign up for this. Like, oh my God. I just was in Joanna's dance class and it was so fun. And like, that's what they're going to say. And people are like, oh, I want a fun dance class, you know? So I think we start to, we focus on who we don't have and we're not actually serving the people that we do. And still, even with the internet, you know, referrals are still the number one way people decide to do something. Someone told them that that was good. So they bought it. This is really helpful because I've heard Gary V say that. He's like, why are you going out to find new people? You already have a list. Yeah. I've heard this before. Yeah. But I'm in my head. I'm thinking, well, they were the in-person people, but I love what you said. They can have a friend. They could at least mm-hmm. put it out there on Instagram for you or something mm-hmm. really helpful. Okay. What did you do, Leslie, when you were in that point, when you got off the plane, <laughs> you said you just do well when you take action. Is that what helped you? Or did you do anything else? Like what are your tools to get back up when you fall? 
Yeah. So this is a really good question. So those were the action steps we took in the business, but what I had to do for myself to show up for those things, because, you know, I, I definitely was worried, but I had to, I had to teach my teachers that you don't get to worry right now. Like we're going to worry, but when you are teaching your clients, they are looking to you to lead them through this. Right. So same with me, like when I taught those workshops and I was doing these community events, I had to show up as if I knew as much as I could about what was going on and I was confident and my, I had hope, you know, I was basically giving out hope for people and that's what people want anyways. They just want to have hope yeah. uh, to do that though. Yes. I had to, to be that hope. I had to like cry it out. So you have to feel your feelings. Like you just have to, um, I had to focus on what we had. What did we have? Right. Like what, I looked around and, you know, you and I were in that group and there was a time in the very beginning of that group we were in, where we actually like inventoried, like what we had. Do you remember yeah. that? And I, I remember went, that I all the time. I was like, I got like $2 million. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I, I was in the beginning, I was like, what do I have? I rent an overpriced apartment in LA. I got rid of my vehicle. So I didn't even have a car because I was just Ubering everywhere. So I was like, I don't have anything. And my husband was like, you have all those purses, all those shoes, all those, all that jewelry, like you have a lot. So then I started like looking, I was like sitting in my apartment and I was like, well, I have a place that I freaking love, (laughs) right? I have a backyard. We're next to a park. I have these things. We have enough money in the bank to get till X time without any new income. And we have time to focus on like ways that we can get creative. So who can I call about getting time off of paying the rent? Who can I like, what, where can we do this? And so that is what I had to do. Cause the other thing that I always do is I always ask myself, what is the worst case scenario right now? Mm-hmm. And if it is not death, <laughs> right. And I'm okay. Then, then you're okay. You're okay. Yeah. You can, you can figure it out. It's yeah. all. So I just had to go, okay. So we have a studio with $28,000 supplies equipment in there. We have, we have this stuff, we have this stuff. What, and, and, and that gave me some energy and some, some life to get up in the morning. I also, this is really key. When, when crap hits the fan, you have to, besides cry, you also have to go back to your routines because I think a lot of people, they gave up their routines as soon as it happened. And then that depression comes in. I got up at the same time every morning. I went for the same run. I got my coffee at Starbucks. It was like a little window. And I was like, okay, thank you. Like I did the exact same things I did every morning because otherwise, you know, of you, of course you're going to be depressed. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Of course. <laughs> Leslie, I completely, I'm so there with you, girl. I was in this 5 a.m. club and we text each other on WhatsApp every morning with a picture of our bed made. And as soon as the pandemic hit, I kept doing it. And all of a sudden, I'm the only one doing it. And I'm like, what happened to you? You know, I saw him on a Zoom. Oh, well, the pandemic hit. Well, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? You know, and I'm like, okay. But I kept going, even though I wasn't sending the text, you know, and, and I'm not here to, to say that I'm like all perfect. No. But yet. I was keeping with those routines and girl, yes. And it's interesting, Leslie, I was talking last night to my boyfriend about, I have this own thing that I'm working through. I have a trigger of when I feel shame of when I'm doing better than others. 
Oh, I understand that. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're the same age, but I don't know. My parents were like bragging is um, not becoming and you know, you shouldn't be bragging and like children should be seen, not heard. So just don't talk about what you do. <laughs> yes. And uh, playing small. So I felt that during the pandemic and I was still doing my videos and my Instagram and yeah, I was still crying an hour before and I let it out like you just said. And then I got back on my routines and I started to feel a little bit um, embar- uh, shameful that I was still like, okay, quote unquote. And I could feel that I started to hide it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe I'll do a less of a video. And I didn't even realize, I wasn't aware that I was doing this until I looked back and I'm like, oh, I was actually slowly hiding because I could see the people around me that were drowning. And I was drowning too a little bit, but then yet I could, you know, reach for something and then come out of the water. That was interesting that I saw that. And I wonder if anybody else has that. I can totally relate to that. I definitely, I remember moving and not wanting to even tell people I moved because like going, like. I didn't want people, I didn't want the judgment of like, how dare she like move during a pandemic and get a big house. Y'all like the house we have cost me less than my apartment in LA. (laughs) Wasn't that interesting how we look? Yes. Yes. And so I totally relate. And I, here's what I did do that I, that I would do before I would talk about anything that I was proud of because I wanted to give people hope, right? So I did have to tell teachers, this is what I'm able to do right now. This is how we're able to survive this. So what I would start off with, and I, and I, and I want to say this right now because we're all in a pandemic together right now, but there are versions of this pandemic that will happen in your life where you are, you will cease to be able to do things the way you did them before. That's just how life is. There's always something that's going to become an obstacle. So yes, we're in a pandemic now. We're all in it together. But, you know, next year we could be like living the new life and you could end up with like a new mm-hmm. obstacle. And so you have to take all this stuff is, is reusable. Yes. And that is, who do I want to be when this is all over? What did I want to have learned? What do I want to be proud of? What do I want to say I did? Do I want to say that I sat around for a year waiting, binging out on Netflix, you know, like, oh yeah, I saw everything that I, I I got Bridgerton down and, you know, the Tiger King down and the love is blind down. Like, do I want to say that? Or do I want to say like, you know, we, we grew our business. We were able to employ people around the world. We are now their livelihood during a time when like they lost their business. Do I want to say that I was able to finally do the thing that I kept saying when I have more time, like, who do I want to be when this is over? What do I want to have learned? I didn't want to look back on this year and go, what a waste. I wanted to look back and go, what did I learn? What did we grow from? How do we do this? And so um, that helped me be okay with bragging the wrong word, but sharing the growth I was having because I was coming at like, I want you watching this to also think that way. And then what are you doing? And so that was kind of how I reframed any growth because yeah, it was, I did catch myself playing small or like justifying things. Justifying. <laughs> yeah. And Leslie, here's the thing that I also have that I'm going through as a trigger when I bring it up and then people around me go, Oh, Joanna, you shouldn't say that. Or why do you think that, etc.? And I'm saying, I'm having the awareness right now that I didn't know I was doing that before. And I'm sharing this for somebody else that's out there going, oh, thank you, Joanna, for sharing it. But how many times do I get the shame for feeling the shame? 
Do you get what I mean? Is it's a little I I absolutely do get what you're saying. I absolutely do because because you know, I didn't see anyone who it, when I was growing up as a woman who was a boss who was loved, right? Like I mm. always saw um like my grandmother was a secretary, you know, my, my mom went back to school and I was going to school and then she was a teacher. I didn't see anyone be a boss. And then around me and the family I grew up when, with like a, when a woman was successful, there was always these other like things around her success. Right. And also grew up in the nineties. I'm, and like every woman who ever was in part of a scandal was the reason a scandal happened, you know? So like, I just didn't see <laughs> Heidi flies. <Yeah. laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I didn't see that. And I totally get what you're saying because I, I want Pilates teachers to know, right? Like um, the, a lot of people say Pilates, oh, there's no money in Pilates. I'm like, they're, they're lying to you. They maybe haven't figured that out, but don't let their view of this world cloud yours. And so I do want a shout out from the rooftops. No, you can make six figures teaching Pilates by yourself. You can do this. You can do these because I want. I want the the person who's me <laughs> out there who doesn't have that surrounding them to hear that it's possible. And so, you know, I would say for you, those people who are saying that, I guess it's like, are they the people you're doing those things for or saying those things for? Probably not. They're probably people in your life who are there because they're family or they've been friends for a long time mm -hmm. and they probably worry about them doing that out there. So that's why they're asking, they're projecting onto you. So I think if anyone is having a similar thing that Joanna's having with their family or friends, it's like, remember who you're saying these things for. Just remember yeah. who those are. Leslie, it's, and what I've just had the awareness of, it's usually coaches or people that are at a higher stature that are telling me, quote unquote, not to feel what I'm feeling. Like, why are you feeling that Joanna? You're a leader, do X, Y, Z. And that for me, it's like, it feels heavy. I'm like, what is this? Cause I don't like when they do that. And what I realized mm -hmm. is I like questions. You do. Right. So you let's do. say for example, there's a coach and like, Hey, Joanna, what's that about a question? Instead of saying, why don't say that you're saying this, you're not inspiring people. And then I feel like, Oh, and then I, and then I create separation with them because I don't mm -hmm. like what they're saying. It's very interesting. So I wonder if this is happening to other people. So then uh, they they shut down, but I'm sharing it. And I'm saying, I don't like when people tell me that. I saw a healer, Leslie, a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me something. And all of a sudden I shut down. And then he asked me, what's that about? And I looked at him and I said, I don't like when men tell me what to feel. And he goes, oh. Yeah. And, but then he also like shamed me for feeling that. Do you get what I'm saying? And I'm like, Ooh. I just opened up to tell you that I don't like when, I don't know what that is yet. I'm moving through that trigger, but I don't like when men tell me, don't feel this, you're crazy, whatever that trigger is. I'm yeah. like, I don't like that. That just came up right now. And then he shamed me for like saying it. And I'm like, I feel like I'm in a freaking infinity right now. So that, that's- Yeah. And I think like, I, I think so many, I think so many people end up with that. I don't think you're alone there. It's like, there are different ways to, as you know, there's different ways to ask every question. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and he could ask something similar that would help you explore versus like defend, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> then my balls went up like, Hey, what is that about? Yeah. Well, let's, yeah. let's go to the questions now because yeah. we had a time to have a little photo shoot together and we were talking about the questions and then show your tattoo. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, woo, there it is. How do I get, it's, I'm doing it backwards. You know, when you're like doing things backwards, y'all, this is so funny. 
Okay. It's like a mirror. There and we go. Just, How about that? Yeah, <laughs> it says, I wonder. And I I've wonder. really changed my diction. I say, I wonder all the time. And it's really funny, mm -hmm. Leslie, because the people around me, you know, you start speaking the way the people that you're around, they start saying, I wonder, I wonder, everything's I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. And it's funny when I'm with other people and they don't get the, I wonder, they're looking at me like, what do you mean? I wonder, what do you mean? Like you can see it perplexed face. Well, I had someone who was, you know, she saw it the other day. Um, I hadn't seen her in a, in a long time. We got to hang out outside. She just moved to Vegas and, and she said, she saw it and she's like, I wonder what, what are you wondering about? Like, as in like, what is there to wonder about? Like, <laughs> like are you okay? <laughs> I was like, I was like, everything, everything. I want to, I want to wonder about everything. And sometimes, you know, when you're not that day that we did that photo shoot, I told you this before, but I told the photographer on the way there, I do not feel like my higher self. <laughs> I am showing up really low. I am feeling really small. I feel Literally. like there is a lot because this was the February before the pandemic. And I had been living this virus that most people weren't paying attention to since December because we had to fly through China. So we were already very aware of like yes. what was coming on and, oh. and knowing that like we weren't getting enough answers from here, from our own government. Like we were just, and so I was just had so much stress, so much pressure. And I wasn't wondering, I was worrying. And, um, and so when I show, I said, I can't wait to get this makeup on. Cause I know once the makeup is on, the clothes are on, like I can step into that higher self. And then you with your fieriness, we're talking about your questions and you brought up the, I wonder you've always talked about how's it better than this, but you brought up the, I wonder. And that was my, my, my little antennas were like, you need to wonder more. <laughs> so I have it tattooed on my left hand because I'm left-handed. So that, that's why you, I couldn't forget how to work the camera. Uh, that's uh, so I could, so I can see it daily. Like I can catch myself and remind myself to wonder more. That is phenomenal, Leslie, because before when you showed up in your lower self that day, you were in the conclusion Were you in the, this is the end already living at the end of the movie. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. That's the wonder when people mm -hmm. ask, me, what are you wondering about? Everything. That there's no period in my life. There's no end yeah. yet. Yeah. Things just like a kid, everything's in exploration. They're seeing yeah. it for the first time. So that's at least what it is for me. Wow. Yeah. You just made me realize that I want to get like three dots, like the ellipses, like the dot, dot, dot. Like there's no period. <laughs> just a dot, dot, dot. That's good. <laughs> and every time I write copy, Leslie, I always do dot, 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 dot. I, I hardly ever write periods. I do. I just realized that. I like a dot, <laughs> dot, dot, There is no period. There's no end. I had, I've had a friend, I remember when I was, uh, when I wrote my book, you know, seven years ago, she's like, you really, you don't need to use this many ellipses. And I was like, I, I do. I'm having a, you should put the period then because I can't. <laughs> Leslie, that's so funny when people, uh, like they'll look at my grammar and my copy, they'll go, oh, this needs a period. I was like, no, I don't want a period. I want an emoji. I want the three dots. You know? Do you also do a lot of exclamation points because oh. I will do that because it's not a period. 99% <laughs> is an exclamation mark. Yeah. My, my husband is like, you use too many. And I was like, no. uh, it, read it out loud. It sounds better. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, I love it. Oh, you're phenomenal. Well, Leslie, where can everybody find you if they either are a Pilates instructor? Do you also work with non-Pilates instructors and just fitness? Okay. Mm -hmm. If so, if they're an instructor or they want to take 
and study online Pilates with you? Tell them where to go. Yeah. So um, if you want to uh, study Pilates, you want to get Pilates in your body, or you just want to like move your body, onlinepilatesclasses.com is uh, where you can do Pilates with me. We have flashcards. We have classes. We've got free tutorials, everything. Um, and then if you are a fitness instructor wanting to study your business or get help with your business, that is what profitablepilates.com is. And um, you'll have, there's hundreds of free blogs. We are literally in the middle of a rebrand. So you'll go on. <laughs> so depending on when you watch this, it'll be in one state of its rebranding. But I, it's basically what I'm making this is a hub for fitness instructors, even though it says Pilates, insert what you teach in, the, in there. Um, for business advice that they can come. So hundreds of free blogs. And then if you want to invest, there'll be courses. There's already courses. Joanna's got a course for us. Yeah. And uh, and then we have a coaching group um, for those who want consistent coaching. Your URLs are phenomenal. So onlineplotiesclasses.com was my husband. He was on the phone with um, yes. our now project manager and they were just going over like SEO, like what yes. are the top things? And Pilates classes online was the top phrase. Oh. Mm-hmm. And they went into GoDaddy and I can't even believe it. Onlinepliesclasses.com for what is it? A dollar ninety nine a month no. or whatever it is. Yeah. No, it was we it was just sitting there. That's how you know that there's divine things for you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because my friends own the top two Pilates platforms. And I know that they bought all the URLs mm-hmm. around them. And that one was just sitting there. <laughs> How does it get better than that? Right, and, right. And your Pilates cards are phenomenal. You can scan them. Girl, phenomenal. That and- The QR code was Brad. Uh, and I, because I came with the flashcards. Y'all, these, I don't have them near me, but they're freaking awesome. And on one side, it's a picture and the other side, it's how to do it. I have the transitions. I have modifications, all of the, how many reps. And so if you don't have Wi-Fi and you don't, or you're like, I'm so tired of being on my computer, you can use them. Yeah. But on one side is a QR code that when you scan it with your phone, it takes you to the free tutorial. So Brad wanted to put those on there. This is pre-pandemic. And I was like, do people even actually know how to use that thing? He's like, well, we'll tell they them how to now. do it in the instructions. They do now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. My boyfriend said the same thing. Cause I showed him your cards and he's like, Oh my God. Now everybody knows how to do it from the menus at the restaurants. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's so, they're so great. They're in the hand. They're all over the world now. Um, I, I, I'm so proud of them. Um, I'm really, I wonder, my next wonder is like, who's going to be the first person who takes it? Urban Outfitters, Target, Barnes and Nobles. We'll find out. <laughs> Go see them in Urban Outfitters. Oh, right. They're perfect. Heck yeah. Well, Leslie, it was such a pleasure speaking with you. I learned so much. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope everybody listening, either if you have a business or not, or you want to go online, that you were taking notes as well and check out Leslie. Also, um, swipe up and her Instagram will be there too. She has a great Instagram. Okay. Thank thank you, everybody. And remember to keep up. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.